0: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we want to welcome you to an unexpected and unfortunate edition of Wrestling with the Culture. I am Brent from Georgia, and I'm joined by Lance. How you doing, Lance? Uh it's another day, man. Still here. Still here. We are still here, and we're thankful to still be here. But unfortunately, as wrestling fans have known for a day and a half now around the world Um, about 48 hours ago we lost a wrestler known as Brody Lee in AEW some of you who are WWE fans know him as Luke Harper who was a part of the Wyatt family but his name is John Huber he leaves behind a wife and two children he was last seen um, on TV in October, and we have not seen him. But this announcement of death comes as a total shock, Lance. I really didn't know what to say, man. I, I it took me by such surprise. I mean, I didn't know anything was even like near wrong. I was so out of the out of the loop on AEW as far as that was concerned. So, like, just for it to just pop up out of nowhere, like, yo, he gone. It just Took me by complete surprise. I mean, and it's just been a it's been it's it's been a hard year all the way around. Like you know, Shad, Rocky Johnson, Road Warrior Animal, Tommy Lister. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been tiny. a lot of lot of wrestlers dying. Pat but, Patterson. It's yeah, just, man. Yeah, it's been. a That's rough what we year. talked about last episode. I hate to come on and talk about a dead wrestler every time we have a show, but. This is the second show in a row that we've, on our relaunch that we're talking about wrestlers who've passed away. But John Huber, um, Brody, was only 41 years old. 41 years old, yeah. Yeah, sad thing. And uh, we just want to do this special announcement um, and let you know what's going to go on. I had an interview with uh, Keith Holt, an impromptu interview, and I just want you all to understand that this interview was pretty much planned um, at the last second in fact um, this show is probably going to release Monday I really just recorded it last night I, I, was, I talked to Lance talked to Keith and I was like Keith you want to come on and say something and you know so he just hopped on kind of impromptu and we were chatting and then we just said we just said, hey let's just record something and we can let our, both of our networks know how we feel about it um So, you're going to hear that a little bit later in our show. Um, Lance, any thoughts from you? I mean, that's about all the thoughts I have at this point. It's just shocking and unfortunate. It is. It is. I mean, very, very unfortunate. (sighs) For those of you who are fans of our show, we're going to be bringing you some more interviews. I did not plan for this to be our first interview. And I would that this I really wish this wasn't the first interview that we did. But please be patient with me. Um, understand this was my first time conducting an interview and this was a very unplanned and under unfortunate circumstances where we were just trying to piece our thoughts together. We will come back later on in the week, and we will be discussing college football, but this is me and Lance, and I hope that you can understand the interview. Take care, everybody. And be well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we get started with this interview, I just want to... Give a brief introduction of this man. He is one of the most well knowledgeable. Um, I don't even know the words to describe it. Um, if you're talking about all things professional wrestling, this is the guy who you ask the questions to. When I have a question, I look for this guy because he follows everything. I used to have. I used to be all in on wrestling, and then we had to deal with New Japan and all the indie scenes. And this guy knows everything that's going on. Um, He's the host, along with his sister Keisha, of Ringtime Pro Wrestling, which can be found on all streaming platforms. And I would like to, along with, and y'all do have a website, right?
1: Yeah, uh, RingtimeProWrestling.com
0: RingtimeProWrestling.com where you can go and get all your wrestling news. Please welcome for us today, Mr. Keith Holt. How you doing, sir? Doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. As you know, we are here to... Man, as much as I'd love to have you on for this podcast, I really wish we weren't doing this podcast right now. So, um, um, let's just talk about the man himself. He's gone on... um, He's no longer with us, but... uh, some may know him as Brody Lee. Some may know him as Luke Harper. But um, his, his let's talk about the man.
1: Yeah, uh, we lost Brody Lee. Um, I guess he's, his government name was John Huber. Which yeah, John I found Huber. Out when he passed, um, I just always knew him as Brody till he came to the WWE and it was Luke Harper. Um, but forty-one man, that's that's real early to be checking out. Um, and they said it was a non-COVID related lung issue, which is you know scary. But I know I hadn't seen him on TV in a while.
0: Yeah, I, I checked his profile. I think the last the last day he was on was October the seventh, and he dropped. And after pretty much demolishing Cody Rhodes, was it a week or two before? Yeah. How many weeks was it prior that he won the belt?
1: Uh, it might have been a couple of weeks. Might have been a hurt. couple
0: of weeks, um, and then for him to lose like that, pretty much after basically squashing Cody, that that seemed kind of kind of strange. And we never saw him again. So it's kind of, and then the way that they were booking the Dark Order, it's not like they completely did away with them on all Elite Wrestling. So I mean, losing him, dying, there was no there was no mention of him being gravely ill. There was this was almost seemed like it was all of a sudden, but like we said, he had a he had been getting treated for a lung issue, so we don't really know the facts right now.
1: Yeah, Um, he was being treated at the Mayo Clinic, so I mean, cancer. Yeah, I mean Mayo. That's I mean they do a lot of stuff, but they are very. Um, I mean it's pretty up there. If you go into the Mayo Clinic, it's pretty. It's usually, one is usually pretty serious, but. I mean, you also, you know, got something behind you, so I'm okay. sure AEW probably was helping him out with that. I mean, of course, I'm sure he saved his money and stuff too. But yeah,
0: uh, so 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 it's safe to say that that could have been why he dropped the belt so fast because he may have had a serious underlying issue that may have recently developed. Yeah, I'm asking
1: yeah I'm assuming Um, and I'm sure they took it serious just in the era that we in right now if you go into the hospital with some kind of lung issue or something that's coming up I can imagine it's uh, it's, it's... but I'm assuming they had to think he was going to get better because like you said they didn't take him out of the storyline completely
0: No, they didn't try
1: to transition it without him
0: yeah So, I mean, we don't know what really, we can't say what really went on right now, but we know that it was, um, it was, it was to a point to where he definitely needed time off. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So um, before we get into it, man, um, let's talk about him. You knew him on the Indies as Brody Lee. So, so was he around Georgia? Where was he? Where did he start his career?
1: I'm not sure where he started. I first became aware of him around 2011 and I saw him at a Dragon Gate show, actually here in Atlanta. It was a WrestleMania weekend. Okay. And you know, follow him around then, um always a good worker. Um even then he could work with smaller guys, which is of course when you're on the indies, you know, there's not a lot of
0: big, big guys. Dudes
1: that size and he could make them look good, but he also knew how to be dominant. Um could move and he just had he
0: just had presence. He did. And it's crazy. I think he um when you look at him, I'm not he wasn't a giant, but when you talk about like the perfect big guy, he knew how to wrestle as a big guy who was different and it's kind of fitting almost. Wouldn't you say that he actually took the name Brody, kinda of like Bruiser Brody?
1: Yeah, I always wondered was there some kind of connection that I never got the answer to. Um, did he grow up admiring Brody or you know.
0: Well, I'm not sure if he could have because if he was only 41 yeah, he, did he really see Brody or did he maybe see YouTube clips of Brody? Or did somebody tell him he looks like Brody? So
1: I can see a little bit of that. It also depends on where he grew up. Um, yeah. Well, and that's even still a bit hard to see Brody because Brody if you know about his career, you know, he moved it's, around a lot. Yeah. And then, you know, it was a lot of Japan. Yeah.
0: But
1: Maybe but he didn't. really made his
0: American mark in in, in um in Texas so yeah. in the Dallas area but I don't think Huber was from Dallas no I don't think so either. So that wouldn't have been it but still I mean if you look at him and look at Bruiser Brody he is like the closest thing look-wise we've had to a Bruiser Brody mm-hmm. and unfortunately he has he, he's a another wrestler who we've lost tragically before his time, when it seemed like there was nothing but blue skies for him, the way that we the way that it was for Bruiser Brody, it's kind of crazy, yeah, that way.
1: Um, especially being an AEW, I thought he had like a really bright future there for a few reasons. One, they don't really have a lot of big guys there, not at all. So, you don't get, I mean, he stands out immediately, yeah, when he's on the screen there. Um, and I think they was going to let him have a little more creative freedom so maybe we can see a little bit more of what he thought he should be like
0: yeah and, and I did like the way that he kind of I mean let's just be honest it was a Mr. McMahon gimmick if we really want to
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: and he, he was kind of doing this whole thing where he just mocked who Vince was and it was kind of funny and I'm going to be honest with you he's I feel like could we say that he saved the Dark Order Yes, I can't say that. Is and it's not even great now, but it was considered terrible.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was floundering. We didn't. It gave it a focus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it was just these guys coming out attacking, and it just didn't. But and you know, see, and they, were, they were
0: guys we really didn't care about too. Right. If you want to be honest with you, I mean, because I think one of the things that um and we can discuss this later that AEW sometimes they bring guys out from the indies like we're supposed to know them, like um the way like even if they have a great look like Blade and Butcher, I remember that you know and that's another thing. Every every bad guy debuts and has to beat up Cody in order to be a bad guy, but. Which is a problem if that's the only way you can get over his bad guy, but that's we'll talk about that on another podcast. But man, for the, those dudes were considered lame and a joke. I mean, yeah, I mean, was not was Vince McMahon? It was um, it was uh Jim Cornette was calling them the Dork Order, and the name kind of stuck because, and people were laughing because they were kind of considered the Dork Order. They were a joke.
1: Yeah, um, he gave him legitimacy. Definitely, I mean, he is one of the guys. So, and this kind of happened with TNA. There were a few guys that came over because they had to. You know, they got released or whatever. He came over because he wanted to. Because
0: he could have stayed in there. Right. Could have. Yeah. And that was during a time when they really didn't want to cut guys. No. Yeah. I can imagine, I mean they did some big cuts but I can imagine Luke Harper was not someone they wanted to cut. And he was very well, because I mean if you look at it, he's a great worker, he's a big guy unique look, and man it seemed like every wrestler that ever worked with him absolutely loved the guy.
1: Yeah. Um, That's one of the things that's come nobody really has anything bad to say about him. And backstage, even the people who just was around him nobody i mean everybody was really shocked and hurt by this passing but definitely he was somebody that you know was a good guy to have in your locker
0: room yeah and you don't really hear that too much about everybody i mean no one has ever said anything bad about him no one's ever did a shoot interview on him that mm-hmm. that that's not something that you you hear about
1: no especially guys who've reached that height of a career where you you know, you had some really good spots in the big companies. Generally, you've heard somebody say they back, he backstab somebody or he undercut somebody, and that didn't happen.
0: Not not true with him, and that's and that's one of the most surprising things of all. But I mean, let's talk about his family. I mean, the, he leaves behind a wife and children. His wife was a professional wrestler too, wasn't she not?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure much about her career. Um interesting that one of his sons is named brody
0: yeah
1: leaving two kids behind man
0: yeah man that's, that's tough that's that's tough and then to think about it to lose them the day after christmas losing someone is hard but losing someone whose birthday is around christmas or whose birthday is around the holidays or the fact that you lost them during the holiday that is a that is a rough thing that I, I hate for people to go through because it, it taints that holiday forever for you. Forever, yeah. Yeah, it's... Because you
1: always mark that day as, like, you know, you, you, you can't not... You can't separate the two anymore.
0: Yeah. Because it, it's about your loss. But... um yeah man i i just wanted to bring you on man because you're one of the knowledgeable voices on wrestling even though we don't cover straight wrestling i just want to tell you man i remember i had a recon where my internet was just completely shut down on me and you just filled right in on the podcast for me and all i could do was be a part of the chat room and man i just wanted to let you know i really appreciate that moment for that you uh that you came through for me man you were the real mvp that night i don't know i don't even know if you remember that
1: now, you know i know i jumped on a couple of times
0: yeah y'all, and i
1: appreciate y'all being back man it's good to hear some voices and I, i'm excited to listen not just about the wrestling but you know
0: yeah man we did some social commentary we talked about voting last week, and and while we're we're on that, listen, if you are in the state of Georgia, which me and Keith are, we are Georgia boys, do not forget that uh, New Year's Eve Thursday, that is your last day to vote early, and the runoff is on January 5th, so please, please, please get out there, make your voice heard in this runoff, this is a major election that could change. Um, that's changing, ch- could change the, sh- the fate of the country. And um, Georgia, all eyes are on you. You have a chance to, to really ch- to say who gets control of the Senate. Yeah. So make your voice heard. Turn in those absentee
1: ballots, man. Get please, them in. Please,
0: please, please turn them in, turn them in. And, you know, you just get out there. Get out. That's all I can say. Your, vo- your vote is your voice. You cannot complain about anything if you do not vote because that is the way that you get changed if you are, if you have a problem with the way the police are treating you, if you have a problem with the way the system is working against you, you have to vote out those who are in control of the system that's the only way to do it um, yeah, man. I was
1: excited because this runoff, generally with runoffs in Georgia you know this just from being here, they don't expect one side to show up too much for the runoff nah and they seem like they kind of running scared right now like, yeah and
0: they, they they're they're actually saying that it might actually be the other side who they're wondering if they will turn out so yeah. and it seems like one side is really fired up about this runoff who normally doesn't win but um that's neither here nor there oh i done kicked that i hope that doesn't show up on the podcast i might have to edit that out I didn't kick the table man but um man i appreciate you for joining Um, Thank you. Again, you can catch him out at Ring Time Pro Wrestling, Keith Holt. um, Tell them what's your Twitter handle, man. They can follow you, man.
1: Um, At KHoltJR. And, of course, the show's Twitter is uh, Ring Time Podcast. All right. Um, I'm always on there talking about something
0: so yeah real good him and keisha man shouts out yeah. to keisha if you hear this keisha much love merry christmas always good to hear you alls voice and you never know man like i said you may see i might pop up on there now because i got yeah. my equipment together man yeah we gotta get you on man all right man we'll do that but man i'll tell you what we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up um, thank you, Keith. I told you I wouldn't keep you but maybe 15 minutes, and we've done that. I appreciate you. For all my people um, following us at Wrestling with the Culture, well, you got a little bit more wrestling than you did culture, but this is a special bonus imp- I don't even want to call it a bonus episode, but a special episode for an uncertain time. RIP, Mr. John Huber, a.k.a. Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee. Um, Prayers to his family and to his friends. We'll see you all on uh, the next one. We hopefully hopefully we'll give you another episode this week before the college football playoff. We'll see you. We out, baby. Thanks, Keith.
1: All right, thanks, man. Appreciate
0: Uh, you. All right.